Good morning, listeners. You're listening to Mercury, a broadcast of hope on 870 AM. This is Agnes Drew here today with Jennifer Long. Today is day 196 since we came back on the air. Good morning. Jennifer has graciously agreed to read a listener message for today's broadcast. We have a story given to us by Sandy as part of our Stories for Stories project. We've given her a copy of The Grand Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Jennifer, you ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Hello, Mercury team. I don't always get to listen to your broadcast, but I happened to catch it a few days ago, and I'm really glad I did. Agnes and Jennifer were talking about motherhood in the apocalypse, and I felt like I could really add another side to the conversation. You addressed the idea of becoming a biological mother during our situation, how difficult that is, and whether or not it would be a good decision to actively try to have kids right now. Jennifer, I'm on your side on this. I have become a mother during the end of the world, but not in the way you discussed. I was living in a city when all this started. Not a big one, but a busy one. Crowded, and I was alone. It became clear during the first days of the final lockdown that a city was not a good place to stick this out. At least for me. The absolute, sudden quiet was disorienting. I had gotten so used to being the one silent point in a city of noise that when I heard my own footsteps like they were earthquakes crossing my apartment floor, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to stand it. I raided my neighbor's pantries, packed the biggest bag I owned that I could carry on my back, and made a plan. I was checking out the apartment at the end of my hall, desperately hoping that somebody had stocked up on batteries in this world of rechargeable Bluetooth everything, when I found Corey. Corey was my neighbor's kid. I didn't really know the family. Uh, The tenants in my building weren't all that social with each other, but recognized him when I beat down the apartment door and came face-to-face with an eight-year-old kid covered in potato chip crumbs, standing on his toes trying to reach an open box of cereal on a high shelf in the cabinet. He screamed, and I can't blame him, me with my wild hair and a baseball bat in my hand, wearing my sturdiest clothes and layers even in the summer heat. I was on my way out for good, and I looked like a marauder. It took me a while to convince him that I was still alive, and that I wasn't going to hurt him. But eventually he offered me an Oreo from an almost empty pack on the counter, and I accepted. As I watched him eat the cookie with his grubby hands and wipe them on his dinosaur pajama pants, I realized I had a choice. Corey had been on his own for days. He didn't know where his mom was, but he realized after the night of the screaming, as we've decided to call it, that he'd better stay inside the apartment and feed himself junk food and plain slices of bread. He's lucky, honestly, that his diet mostly consisted of stuff that didn't require any cooking. It kept him from going hungry until I found him. Because that's what I did. I found him. And when I looked at his big brown eyes and uneven teeth, the phrase that ran through my mind on repeat was, Finders keepers. It felt like a pledge, like a responsibility. I found Corey. Now I had to keep him. And it's been hard. Corey is smart and kind and resilient, But he's eight. The world wasn't built for him. I've had to be extra cautious, and I've had to travel slower. But we're making it. We are in this together, me and Corey. He's protective and fierce. 
Finders Keepers is how I think of my responsibility to him, but I think he thinks of me in the same way. He found me too, and he has to keep me. I wonder if, like a wild animal, when he offered me that first cookie, a morsel of kindness in a world of destruction, he tamed me, in a way. It feels that way sometimes. I can't say I mind. I wanted to tell you about myself and Corey because I'm sure I'm not the only adoptive mother out there. I chose this, and I didn't choose it at the same time. I could have walked away from Corey, but on the same hand, I never could have walked away from Corey. He is a reason to survive. I'm sorry we had to lose everything to find each other, but I'm so grateful that we did. Thanks, Sandy, for your story. And thanks, Agnes, for asking me to read it. Thank you, Jennifer. I thought it was appropriate that you deliver this message. You and Sandy have motherhood in common, so I thought you could really do her story justice. And since Sandy wrote this for us after the broadcast that we were on together, I thought it would be nice to have you here. Sandy, you are doing something amazing. Motherhood is a big responsibility, but you really are the strongest example of taking care of each other. Exactly. Listeners, please keep sending us your stories, especially your stories of family, biological or not. Thank you for being here today, Jennifer. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Agnes Drew. Let's all follow the examples of Sandy and Corey and take care of each other.